Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Welcome to another episode of Shock Your Potential. And uh, my son, if you're listening, this episode is just for you. In fact, I'm going to be sending you something uh, to you for reading afterward. There's a little assignment because my guest today is Wes Rutledge. (laughs) I don't even get the name right. Look at me. Everybody knows on my podcast, I screw everybody's names up. But here's the thing. He served 27 years as an investment professional. He's helped hundreds of clients with all kinds of investments of all sizes from first-time investors to those with a whole lot of money. He um, very intelligently began his career in the investment industry in July of 1987. And for those of us old enough to know that, that was a precipitous time before, I don't know, a whole bunch of the bottom fell out in the financial world. And, you know, he says he soared through the 90s. He helped people kind of travel through Y2K. And he's been patiently guiding people through the Great Recession, or did. And now he said, forget it. I don't want to invest anymore with people. I want to use my time for some charitable works. But today we're going to talk about his book. And the first thing I'm going to ask him is, you know, why he doesn't look exactly like his cover photo. Because when he sent me the book in the mail, I was like, wow, this guy's really young. <laughs> we're going to get the whole picture in here. There we go. And so uh, his book is called So Dad, How Can I Make Dollars and Cents? And a little play on the word. So joining me today is Wes Rutledge. Rutledge, Wes, <laughs> I'm not going to say your name correctly the whole time. I'm just going to call you Wes. So thank you for joining us. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. And uh, the, the big question that I always get is not, is that me? Is they ask, is that my son? And no, ah. that is not my son on the cover of that um, because my daughter who, uh, who, who's helped me a lot would a have the biggest horns out of her head of jealousy saying, no, why, why can't I be on the cover? But if you flip it over on the back, you can actually see my children, um, my young adults in that little picture. But, uh, yeah. so no, that is not me, nor is it my son. Um, I have a great <laughs> the cover. The joy design. of having cover art. Yeah. That is I know right. it was great. I did. When I got it in the mail, my first thought was, wow, this guy's pretty young to have written a book like this. And I was like, look, maybe you should actually read the bio. (laughs) Now now that you see me, you're quite disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) No, I knew exactly what I was getting in for. So Wes, tell us a little bit about your business and, you know, tell tell us anything more about you that we should know that we don't already. Investigative minds want to know. Well, um, 
So, like you said, um, I spent 27 years as a financial consultant, and uh, I got to a point in my life where I kind of wanted to, to think about that a little bit more instead of I had made money for my clients. Um, uh, as you said, I advised individuals. I was also a, a, a trader. So, you know, you can kind of think of that as um, if you've ever seen a clip of the New York Exchange and the guys on the phone and they're waving at each other and they're talking back and forth, I could have been the guy on the phone with them, okay, that they were oh, talking boy. to. And so, uh, and you were going, I bye, spent, bye, bye, sell, sell, sell. <laughs> well, I was handling hundreds of thousands of shares and millions of dollars. Um, wow. So sometimes it is um, very much kind of, yes, we'll take that, or no, we don't want to take that, or or, or, or different strategies. So um, I'd made money for my clients, and I'd made money and been successful, and really kind of felt like that I wanted to do something more. And uh, so then as I retired, um, I spent a little time as a CEO for a nonprofit um, because they needed some business help. And my advice to them was that they were best served merging into another organization because they didn't really have what they needed. And I sat back and then I really kind of thought about it um, in detail. I had what I wanted to kind of do. And I really enjoyed working with young people. So throughout my career, I've spent time in the classroom as a, as a guest lecturer, as well as um, a consultant through some different products, projects, um, through junior achievement, through some other programs. And I really liked working with young people. And uh, I also worked with a lot of interns um, throughout my career on, on other issues. So I, I like working with and talking to young adults um, as they're really starting to try to start their careers and, and get going. And so uh, I didn't really want to teach. I didn't really want to go back into the classroom um, and grade papers and do all of that. So I thought, how could yeah. I really help them? Um, and I came up with the idea that I, I thought I would like to write a book. And uh, that way I could I could try to help them even if I wasn't in the room. And I so, think that's, that's pretty, it's, it is amazing and it's important. Um, and I'll just interject for a moment because I worked uh, early in my career, I worked for consumer credit counseling service. So we were, you know, helping people either, you know, figure out if they needed to declare bankruptcy or if not, how to work with their creditors. But in that role, I was the director of education. I was able to work with junior achievement and economics America and DECA programs and talk and go into schools and talk about, you know, how do you buy a car the right way the first time and what does long-term investment really do for you? And, you know, what is that FICA and why are they taking things out of your paycheck? And, and it was amazing to me, um, just the, the opportunity to say you can control your financial destiny by what you do today. Uh, and I think a lot of kids don't realize that, um, you know, what they can actually control, but it takes a lot of effort. Well, I think, I think it takes a lot of effort, but I, I kind of wanted to, so to, to approach it a little bit differently. Okay. So, um, if I taught a finance class or I taught an investment class that has, that book has, what is a stock and what are these things? Mm -hmm. Um, but I found, um, 
through that process is we kind of jump in uh, a little bit before they really know what's going on. And, um, and, and, and so my business really isn't a business. It's much more kind of a vocation. I want to try to see how I can promote financial literacy um, and to help them um, in various ways. And so the book became part of, of that process. Um, and, and I should probably back it up and, and say why, because, because it's going to be up to them. You know, the world as we look at it right now is changing and their social security, nobody believes that social security is going to exist the same way it does now. And in the old and the, 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 as the, as the Genesis has come, we started with pensions taking care of our, mm -hmm. our employees. Um, and we've moved away from that because um, pensions don't want to have that responsibility anymore. And, mm -hmm. and people, the, the turnover of employees is so great. So now it's really up to those young people to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. And so if we start them earlier, if we start really engaging with them earlier, they'll be better prepared. But we have to stop. I've got young adult children of my own and I know how this works and I know when I dealt with my clients, when do we start talking to our kids? Um, how do we talk to our kids? Well, the kids come and sit in a chair and they just kind of stare off at you and nod and they just want you to tell them what to do. <laughs> sure. Just get let it just, over with. just cut to the, cut to the chase. Let's get it done. Mm -hmm. Um, but their fear, their biggest fear is that they don't want to get ripped off or do something dumb with their money. And so um, they, they climb into the chair. Uh, 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 the, uh, the best analogy I could come up with is, um, did you, Michael, did you ever play baseball? <laughs> I'm not exactly athletic. So <laughs> I actually did. I played softball when I was in the third grade and then I was politely informed that that was not my thing, but I do. I have, I have okay. uh, been so, around a lot of baseball. <laughs> so you, so you've played softball. So I want you to imagine back at that particular time that they just told you to go in there and hit, get a hit. And you don't know how to ha hold the bat. You don't know where to stand. You don't really know what's mm -hmm. going to happen. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what we do so often to our young adults when they go into the HR department and they sit in the mm -hmm. chair and they don't know what the, what's going to happen. And the first thing we yeah. do is we run that pitch by them. Do you want to participate in your 401k? And they're like a deer in headlights. They're just kind of shrugging. I don't know. Well, why did we say participate? What does that mean? <laughs> 401k. Okay. Retirement plan. Okay. Well, wait a minute. That's way off. And why? But the bigger thing is I'm really engaged in that conversation. So they, they just kind of nod, shrug their shoulders, and try to get out of there as fast as they can. Well, there's another reason that it's also important, because I said pensions and Social Security, but now the parents are all having to take care of their advice, their own finances, much mm -hmm. more so now. So they're more likely to have assets and money passed onto them. So not only should they do it because because they have to take care of themselves, they may also be um, 
recipients or beneficiaries of sums of money and they don't know what to do with it. So, right. Mm -hmm. So back to the batter's box, if you don't know where to stand and you don't know how to hold the bat, what are the chances that you're going to get a hit? Well, and it's really true. I mean, you know, my son is uh, 29 and he's just getting to the point where he wants to buy a house and he actually, you know, and so the, not only are these things all happening to him and he's got a good job now and it's turning into a career, but, um, you know, there's a balance as the, as the parent at this level of not wanting to give too much, you know, advice that's not solicited, um, you know, not trying to make our way be the only way that he can succeed financially, um, you know, and, and and those are tough conversations. But honestly, if if we, you know, were knocked out in a car crash tomorrow and he, you know, inherited, you know, his portion of our, our, uh, our of our assets, you know, I would want to make sure that he knew how to make those last a lifetime for him. And, you know, I, I'm not sure that he does. I'm not sure, you know, I mean, I, and I wouldn't even know how to tell him to go about doing that. Well, um, so, so what we're talking about is being engaged in a learning process. Okay. A little bit more. And so, um, as we discussed, and there's, there's more programs that are being um, brought on board to try to help in the school systems um, advance education and in, in, in financial literacy. Um, what I found was I needed, to, I, I, I kind of, so I wanted to build a tool to help the young people. And as I kept going, I realized it was also becoming a tool to help the people who influence them. So mm -hmm. how do I help? How do I help you, Michael, as a parent, talk to your son about this? Because you're the person he trusts. And so then you say, well, I'm not really sure, but here's some things, here's some ways to talk to the people in your HR department. Or we get a referral to a financial consultant or a financial professional. But then how do you talk to them and 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 what should you expect and what what are your rights and, and how should right. they treat you? Yeah. So, and, you know, I mean, I even think about, you know, myself, um, I always let, you know, somebody else kind of control even that financial dialogue with, you know, the investment person, because I didn't know what questions to ask. And I thought it's really weird. I'm this, you know, really professional, you know, woman with a lot of experience. I've run you know, 100 million a year annual, you know, sales revenues for companies and manage 500 people. But I didn't know what questions to ask about the stock market or, you know, what bonds we might be getting or, you know, what should our mix be between cash and and, and other investments. And uh, we, um, we got a new investment person, I don't know, about seven years ago or so. And they really, between my husband and the investment person, they both pushed me to ask more questions. And so I started to prepare differently for, you know, our quarterly or annual meetings or whatever. And the confidence that comes in that of saying, hey, I can ask any question. It really doesn't matter. Just because I think other people might know the answer doesn't mean I need to feel stupid about it. And that took me until I was, you know, in my mid 40s to get that kind of confidence. I would love to know that we, you know, that through this book and what you're doing will help other people gain maybe that confidence a whole lot earlier than I did. Well, and and the other thing is that you're going to have a program that's 
really very specific to you. Okay. So I, I kind of, another analogy is you don't want to just try to throw on the, uh, the investment burka, you know, in a black burka where whatever we throw on fits everybody, you know, it's right. just what you wear. It's just what you do. Well, um, that's not a, that, that doesn't really address what your fears are or what your ambitions are or what your needs are. So mm -hmm. in order to do a good job of managing and working with investments individually, you do need to know what color do you like? How does it fit? How does it feel? And, mm -hmm. and that's a conversation. So, but in our world, we're so fast. We, we want everything so fast. We cook mm -hmm. food in seconds, right? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we spend 15 minutes on Google and think we should be an expert by now. Um, yeah. And that, that process of fitting there takes a little more time and thought. Mm -hmm. And so if you spend a little more time, your probability of doing better, not only will you be able to um, compound your money longer and faster, but you're, you really don't want to make all those mistakes with your money. You'd rather, <laughs> you'd rather learn the lesson a little bit before then, before you find out the hard way. Exactly. Now, I apologize. I have not read your book yet. Um, it's actually next on my agenda. I'm actually finishing up another uh, author from our from our family of publishers um, to have her book be a part of our um, book club of the month through our app. So I actually have yours on the next on my stack of books. But so for somebody who's sitting there going, hmm, this sounds really interesting. I either have a young person or I know some person that I think this would be beneficial for, or I am a young person that wants to know about this. You know, what are a couple, you know, takeaways from your book? What kind of things will any of us walk away learning and, and being better for re reading the book? Well, first takeaway I hope that you come up with is that it's it's a real conversation, okay? So that's different than me just telling you what to do, okay? And it and we came up with that concept um, because I'm trying to really address the questions that are pressing in, on your mind, okay? So it's a real conversation, and it's so real that on the first page it says cut to the chase dad what am i supposed to do okay <laughs> and and my answer is well i can tell you what to do and i use the story of of teaching a person to fish versus just giving them a fish um, with them if i just tell you what to do then you're always dependent upon me or somebody else to tell you what to do but if you learn a little bit about how to fish, if you learn a little bit about what the investments are, you're going to be better empowered to take care of yourself for the rest of your life, even if you have somebody do it for you. So right. that's the first one is that it's it's a, it's a conversation. So it's a financial book. And as you kind of tell, I'm trying to get away from all that financial mumbo jumbo. Okay. So, you know, you get into <laughs> terms of, and in the world of finance is like the world of electronics or electricity. You can talk with an electrician and they start talking in bolts and watts. And, and I get the point where I start glazing over, or maybe it's medicine where you start using 
what those terms are, well, it, the world of finance has its own language and its own terms. So there's a few terms and we try to help define them, but I really am trying to bring it to them, bring it to young adults and the people who influence them in real language to them. Basically, how does this work? What are we really trying to do? Um, what are my options and why should I do what I do? And so, mm -hmm. um, so the second one is it's a financial book without all the financial mumbo jumbo. And then I guess that's <laughs> the last one is it's real. So I, I, I tried to lay it into the history because as you laid it out, I, I kind of went through everything. I went through the crash. I went through watching things soar and go as fast as you can possibly possibly believe it's hard to it's really kind of hard to imagine um, yeah. trying to counsel your clients that know stocks that go up 30 percent every year for the last three years that's not really normal <laughs> um, no it's not gonna keep going great <laughs> but you might you might want to tap those brakes um but uh so there it helps you also understand that i'm trying to use a logic when my emotions might be taken over, whether that emotion is fear or that emotion is greed. Uh, mm -hmm. I always say this greed's a little sneaky guy, kind of kind of sits on your shoulder and says, I'm not greedy, I just want a little more. Just a little more. So uh, um, so how do we balance that? And and what do we do we have have safeguards in there to help protect us? when we don't even know what's really affecting us. So yeah. um, so that's that's the three takeaways I would really hope you would, would come away with is that it's that it's um, real, that it is a financial book and but it's very conversational. And so hopefully we're answering the questions that you have because I'll give you the hint. I had my daughter help me at this particular point. And every time she'd say, well, wait a minute, dad, what about this? And I would like, okay, we'll just write that down and say, what about this? And so we would interrupt and have a conversation. So excellent. hopefully it's... as you think about that with your son in mm -hmm. mind, you're gonna be thinking about how would I answer his questions? And it, is this a tool? Can this be something we can talk about now? I love it. And I know that um, it's really important for you, too. I, you referenced it earlier, and I saw it in a lot of your notes, too, about this this empowerment of somebody that when they start a job or even going in to you know, talk to HR about your job or your future, about what kind of control you can take over your entire future in that process. And and um, I just finished up a, a um, section uh, video for our app where I talk about negotiating your salary and your benefits package and you know what kind of power you get when you actually know before you take that job what you want what you're looking for what are the must haves what are the absolutes and what are the wants and what are the wishes you know like if oh gosh if i had a magic wand then i'd have this um i had somebody ask me on a podcast interview that i did for them it's about two years ago and somebody asked me, um, they kind of had a slant of, you know, we were talking about women and women's trajectory in their career and the, and the financial uh, balance of that. And so the, the goal was really to try and get me to say, yeah, I really believe that I have been um, negatively impacted by being a woman in the business world. 
And I totally threw her for a loop because I said, actually, I have not. I have been very positively rewarded financially. Um, and I always made as much as my male counterparts. And I threw her a little bit and she said, well, how's that true? And I said, because I negotiated at every step of the way. That doesn't mean that those companies were always you know, set in policy to have those things be equal. I knew what I wanted and what I expected and what I was worth and I negotiated and I negotiated well, always. And, you know, so I'm thinking, you know, it's such a good reminder, you know, I'm teaching people to make sure you negotiate what your value is and your, your focus of saying, make sure you know, when you go in there, those other things, those details, like, do you want to contribute to your 401k, that those are PowerPoints in your life. And if you don't know the answers, find the answers or ask the questions um, and use those opportunities to really take control of your your financial future, because that will make a huge difference for you in the long run. But you got to ask the questions and you've got to you got to know what you want. Well, and so I think you're, you're zeroing in exactly where um, I'm, I'm trying to help um, from your own experience you became a better negotiator because of your confidence. And so you've developed some, some skills, some knowledge, and you try to, and that's when you apply them in, in that negotiation process. That's one of the things that we're trying to help you do is back to the analogy, okay? Back to the analogy. When you were in third grade playing softball, okay? And they told you it was your time to hit. Mm-hmm. Are you dreading going up to the plate because I'm not sure I can get a hit. I don't know how to do this. I'm dreading. I don't want to go in. No, please have somebody else do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you walking in there? So let me give you an example. Let me give you a little quick example. My niece has a son who's five years old. His name is Cal. And Cal is learning to play baseball. And Cal's really kind of pretty good because Cal's dad was a pre- professional baseball player and Cal <laughs> has been in the in the gym throwing baseball and hitting baseball since he was three so now when he walks in Cal is not saying oh, I'm afraid I don't know what's going to happen Cal at five years old is ready to go nail one so he's like love that's, at it and that's that confidence level that's everything else he's looking for his pitch he's looking for what he wants to do and that's yeah. what I'm hopeful that we can try to work with our young people to get them that kind of prepared that says, yeah, let's not only do I want to participate, I want to be in this type of fund. Help me choose that one. Okay. Or I want to do this. I, I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm conservative. I, I, I'm really a, a value oriented person. I really want to look at what, what options align with that or I'm very aggressive or mm-hmm. I want to try to look at this. So instead of sitting there just nodding, hoping that I don't know what I'm doing, just don't hit me with the ball. Yeah. <laughs> instead of just having that be your meeting, you are getting to the point where you're really trying to take care of yourself and be confident. I should probably tell you that the reason that I did not play softball after that was um, my very first time up to bat. Um, I hit the ball very well, very hard. 
And the uh, teacher who was responsible for coaching the um, softball team uh, was pitching. And I hit it so well that I hit him in a rather unfortunate part of his anatomy. <laughs> and so he informed me that perhaps I should not play softball. And as I tell that story, you know, it just terrified me. I'm like, I'm a terrible athlete. I'm a terrible athlete. And I don't know how many times people, and I've told him that story, he goes, that was the perfect time to say, you are a master at this. <laughs> like you, you have a career in this. <laughs> you know, that's that. exactly the thing that I, I called it Charlie Brown in the picture. <laughs> so that's, yeah, throw me that pitch and let me Charlie Brown that picture. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, oh, so Wes, uh, we uh, went, you know, writing a book is really an interesting process. And for those who haven't done it, um, who want to, we all have different experiences. I've published two. I've got five in the works right now at all various stages. Um, but it's it's such a unique experience. What have you learned from the process of writing and publishing your book? Well, um, of course, I had to learn everything. You know, I, I, I was not <laughs> trained as a really as a writer. I, I was not trained to write a book. I was trained in investments. I was trained in in business. And so I, first, I had to start off. Um, learning a little bit of everything. But I think probably the the biggest thing, the surprising thing that that um, came about was how many people, once I started the process, were there to help me, okay? And they wanted to help me. And the, the more they talked about or I talked about this project, they wanted to become involved. So, um, so I started writing the book. I had a manuscript and I went to a coach and, and, and to a, to a book coach and said, how do I write a book? And, and the first thing they did is say, well, you, we think you do have a good topic. We do think there is an audience for it. And, but instead of writing it as a financial consultant, who's a dad, why don't we flip mm -hmm. it around and be the dad who was the consultant and gave me some, some pointers there. And then I took it to an editorial board. I didn't know what an editorial board is. That's a group of people who are there to help you make it better. Okay. Yes. Well, they all said that's better, but can we endorse it? Can, because how do we help you more? Um, mm -hmm. So then I had to go talk to somebody about writing the forward. And I talked to my friend and he says, sure. How can I help you more? And so mm. everything along the way, what I learned most was once I got it started, and I started writing the book and I, because of what was, um, what I hoped was a good message. And I wasn't even really sure that, you know, I, I knew what I wanted to try to do, but I thought, well, maybe I'm trying to do crazy things or, or too many things. Um, <laughs> people helped me. And so that's the first thing I learned was I wasn't by myself. I had, had good help and I could, and, and they would, helped me in ways that I wouldn't even know. And, and it's mm -hmm. really been a, an incredible journey with regards to that. So I don't know if that was your experience, nice. but I, I have found um, learning everything, but I have a lot of people who really want to try to help me as I try to go through that process. That's wonderful. And that's, that is a fantastic experience. I've had very similar experience as well. And something new that I'm actually doing with a novel that I'm writing that has, you know, all the rest of my things are business books, but but I've written them all like novels. So my next one is actually a novel. And uh, <laughs> I begin that editorial process this week, actually. 
but so since you did this and you've taken this kind of change, you know, how has writing this book shocked your potential? Like what is writing the book done for you besides what, you know, those things that you've learned? Well, that's, that's a great question. Um, and I'm going to tell you, I have been shocked and, and my potential I think is, is really growing from there. So I told you that all these people wanted to become involved. Well, originally I thought the, my book would be um, available to help individual students. Now I'm finding that more and more people are wanting to become a part of the program. Okay. A part of helping me help young people. So let me tell you, give, give an example. My friend, Jill, my friend, Jill, who was part of my editorial board came to me and said, you know, I really think this is important. I want to put together and sponsor a number of books to go to the Family Scholar House here in Louisville. Well, Family Scholar House is a program to help first, um, um, to help um, single parent college students. So they're mm -hmm. trying to get themselves together um, to mm -hmm. deal with their children's issues and get their college degree and, and move forward. Jill wanted to take this element of financial literacy to those people. So she sponsored so many books to go to the Family wow. Scholar House, along with a program where I would go in and talk to them about it. And that was actually the second one. A, a, a friend of mine, a financial consultant, stepped up, said, hey, wait a minute. I want to go and help um, the most at-risk college students. So we took it to a program called TRIO. TRIO is a a federally funded program to help those students at risk defined by first generation, low income, nice. or a documented mm -hmm. disability. So what happened, he sponsored so many books to go to that along with another program. Another person came to me and said, hey, <laughs> I want to help young professionals because the ones that are in going through medical school or the guns that are engineers, they don't oh, really... Yeah spend the time in finance. So how do we help them? So we did a program for them. So wow. the potential now is it's going in different directions and some directions I have no earthly idea where mm -hmm. that wasn't, that really wasn't how I started and was what I was thinking about, but people are partnering to carry that message into to, into other areas to make sure we're trying to work and trying to help um, young adults get better educated for their financial futures. Oh, that's so. fantastic. That is amazing. And what a, what a tribute to what the message is, is uh, doing, you know, and the impact it's having on people knowing that it'll have more impact on other people. That's a, that just keeps on giving and giving and giving. That's fantastic. So then with all well, this. And, and different yeah. ways. So uh, it's not just this isn't a, this isn't a book for college students. Mm -hmm. There's so many different ways. There's so many different places to go. Um, the, that's kind of where I'm. I'm also looking and trying to trying to be aware. Um, the military comes to 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 mind. We have young service members, and they're serving and they're learning oh, yeah. that they have financial issues. Um, here in Louisville, we have a culinary arts program. We have a, have a big culinary arts program. They're studying to be chefs. Again, how do we take care of ourselves? Um, yeah. How do we how do we do this? So, 
I'm, I'm open to where this is going, the potential. It's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> it's more, maybe your listeners have ideas. However, however we take it to um, whatever groups in, in whatever ways, how do we, um, we customize it a little bit more. So how do we, how do we, how do we talk in their terms and in their ways very specifically to help them? So, um, Beautiful. that's, that's, uh, yes, I am shocked. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you have a lot of great opportunity there. Do you have like one next professional objective, you know, for this book or these connections? And, and if so, what's your timeline on it? Well, um, right now I'm working, um, I'm continuing in the educational realm, um, in colleges and university. That's, that's the first and foremost, you know, there's so many different subsets in there, whether that's athletes, whether that's Greeks, whether that is the, the, the mm -hmm. fraternities and the sororities, they have a, they all have a philanthropy, uh, and a business acumen behind them, mm -hmm. despite they all have different degrees. So the first mm -hmm. one is I'm still, um, working in um, the educational realm and I think they they are great partners um, mm -hmm. and, and so that time frame expanding that is ongoing as current as next week um, nice. uh, that we're working on the, then the second one is that I'm really trying to explore more is is it adaptable to the young service members so mm -hmm. I hope to have Very that good. answer or look at that one over the next year or so very good. I have a contact for you. I'll we'll we'll discuss that later. So oh, excellent. And well, then we're you can be up. involved. <laughs> oh, I know. See, I know. Look at that. That happens. <laughs> I love it. Well, we're about done, um, and we'll have all your contact information on uh, the show notes. But just in case somebody has to type you in right now and find you, what's the best way for them to find you and find out about your book? Okay, you can find me on social media at Sodad the Book, and. You can always just go to sodadthebook.com, which is a website, and then they make it really easy because you're not the first person to have problems with my name because I get called Russ. I get called everything because so I made it simple. It's Wes at sodadthebook.com. And please, please contact me if there's a way to help you help them. That's that's the vocation. How do we help more young people going forward and how do we partner how do we do that so um made it really simple so dad the book.com or excellent so dad the book excellent very good and i should be able to say rutledge but i get so excited when i'm talking and i'm introducing that i just screw up everybody's names but <laughs> no, before we uh, leave west do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers well, I'll give you three real quick. Okay. So the first okay. one I said was, um, it's about learning. So I sign all my books and might look in the cover and see if I did, but I saw I said, remember you got to learn to earn. So, uh, mm -hmm. it's about a learning. Okay. So it, that process is where you begin and you really would rather learn before you start using your money. <laughs> So that's the first one, you gotta learn. The second one um, is you gotta be engaged, okay? So it's not just read it once and everything else, it's ask questions, have confidence. You say, look, I don't wanna meet every quarter. I'd rather meet once a, once a month uh, or once a year. But I had a client who wanted to meet with me every month. Okay, so 
that's their preference. Your, your engagement, how do you want to do it? Okay. How much do you want to live? Or do you just want somebody to do it for you? Either way, become engaged. And then the last one, and I alluded to this, is be patient. Okay. So we, we cook our food in seconds. We can manage. We can look at every financial piece and we can see what it's doing today. Well, this minute. And investments in, in this process should be thought more like planting a seed for an orchard. Okay. It's going to take you time before you're going to have trees and you're going to have shade and you're going to have fruit. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you try to manage it in seconds, if you try to rush in when you're 65 years old to say, now this is what I, you haven't had time for now it to grow. Yeah. Right? So mm -hmm. think of it, be patient with it. So I, I would say those three things, learn, be engaged, but also be patient. And, and hopefully then you'll start really making dollars and cents, S-E-N-C, -E, out of these issues. <laughs> nice. I like how the tagline came in there at the end. Very well, good. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Wes, thank you so much. A wealth of information. I know my viewers and listeners are going to benefit from it. And can't wait to uh, continue to see all the great things that come to help you shock your potential. Thank you for being our guest today. Thank you again for having me. And again, please feel free to contact me anytime. Any of your listeners, if, you, if there's any way we can help more people, I'm all for it. However that, however that might be. So thank you so much for having me today. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.